You are listening to Decoding Influence, where we explore the forces that shape our interconnected digital world. Here, we discuss industry trends, insights, and tactics utilized by the entrepreneurs and marketers disrupting the world and helping change it for the better. This is Eric Dahat. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our second episode of Decoding Influence. And as a podcast, obviously, uh, we're an audio formatted uh, show. And so it's very exciting today to talk about Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is so interesting because in 2021, who would have thought that the hottest social platform out there would be audio based? Uh, You know, obviously, podcasting has been growing in popularity for years and years. Radio has been around for ages and uh, it's just so exciting to see this new platform emerge. So uh, if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, which you probably are, uh, it's a social platform where you can go, join a room, listen to people talk, participate in those conversations, and it really spans a plethora of topics. And so today, it's my pleasure to have our guest David Bloom joining today. David is a journalist, an educator, and really one of the most knowledgeable people I know in all things entertainment, media, social media, and technology. He's the perfect guest to talk about the new platform Clubhouse. And as a little note to David is such an audio expert, he was schooling me on the details of how to uh, make this podcast better just before we, we hit record. So David, thanks for joining me on this. Glad to be here. I'll send you uh, send you a bill in the mail for your technical consulting there. How's that? Uh, I will definitely not give you my mailing address in that case. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wise. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, to dive in before we we talk about Clubhouse, I think it's worth talking about audio in general as a format and the comeback it's made uh, in recent years. Yeah, I mean, um, it's sort of a forgotten medium in some ways. Uh, we we have to remember that uh, before all the other mass media, or uh, nearly all of them, uh, radio, the first audio mass medium, uh, was big in this country. Um, we had movies just getting going, silent movies without sound and radio. And before that, we had sheet music, uh, which was a big business in the late 19th century. And that was stuff that people would play because we didn't have ways to record it. And then all of a sudden we could record it. And that was a big deal. And then radio came and that was a mass medium that could reach lots and lots of people. And, uh, you know, it came, uh, was big for decades and then kind of ebbed back behind movies and then behind TV and then behind cable TV and then behind um, text-based stuff that was on uh, uh, online and then video online and then influencers online. And now we're finally at a place where we are uh, audio with influencers doing things online and finding audiences. And more importantly, to some extent, not only are they finding audiences, they're finding investors, backing them uh, to the tune of, uh, they have their first unicorn with more to come. So it's an interesting time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and it, you know, it feels like, you know, over the past couple of years, just podcasting itself has blown up so much. I guess, what are your thoughts around sort of the the recent drivers in, in podcasting specifically and, and its popularity? 
Well, podcasting uh, is getting a lot of money now because companies that spend a lot of money to get into the streaming music business realized that they couldn't really differentiate. So all of a sudden, this uh, I like to call it a, a 20-year overnight sensation, which is what both esports and uh, uh, podcasts are. You know, they've been around for two decades, but they didn't get big to the last couple of years. Um, podcasting has been chunking along for a while, but then Spotify said, hey, if we go and pick up some podcasting companies and get exclusives to that. And we can wrap ads around that and it'll be content we own and audiences we own and we don't have to pay anybody else. And that's why they went out and bought Anchor, which is the site that I use. They they bought uh, a couple of uh, sites that are known for converting some of their podcasts into uh, other media like TV shows. Um, and I think they picked up another one more recently, like in the last six months, so I'm blanking out on what it is. Yeah, that that was a very interesting overview and, and highlight. And I think it kind of segues nicely into the sort of next step, which is how do we make audio and this format more social? And I think that's that's where Clubhouse comes in. And I guess the question I have for you is just, you know, what what's your take on the platform? Um, you know, is it here to stay? I, I, I don't know for sure that Clubhouse is here to stay, but probably because it's the first out of the gate with a significant audience and significant money and, and all the rest. So maybe that's the one. I mean, at this point, um, Clubhouse is 11 months old, roughly. Uh, at this, In December, they got, and they put out the news that they had gotten uh, $100 million worth of investment in a new round of funding that valued the company at, at as much as $1.4 Now, I always call these valuations of private companies by investors uh, some of the greatest fiction writing this side of Hollywood accountants. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we should take that with a slight grain of salt or maybe a gigantic block of salt, depending on your uh, normal skeptical inclinations. But uh, there's no doubt that they put real money in there. It's got 110 million or something like that in funding. It's got an audience. 2 million visitors in December, uh, 2 million um, users in December. So that's something. Uh, what they don't have are ways directly to make money and ways for their creators who are the moderators of the rooms where they have discussions to directly make money. And they said, as part of um, the ways they're gonna spend that 100 million, um, they're gonna figure out how to make money for their, their creators and for themselves and they are going to use some of the some of the habits they uh, that have been used by people like twitch which i think is a really good um really good analog for what clubhouse is twitch is to youtube as clubhouse is to podcasting so it's live streamed much less produced much more authentic in some ways um, much more direct, much less of a headache to create, but also much more evanescent. It comes and goes. You can record it, you can capture it, uh, though that's not particularly necessarily e easy. Um, but it's not it's not necessarily meant to stick around. So it's much more like Twitch, where you can talk for six hours, um, as opposed to uh, YouTube, where you um, 
do your piece for 10 minutes or five minutes or three minutes. And it takes a while to produce it after you shot it and all that stuff. Uh, but then it sticks around forever. Different kind of medium, different kind of sensibility, different kind of opportunities, I think. Um, and a little bit like radio as opposed to uh, radio broadcast that could turn into podcasts as well. You've got people in a room. Some of them are moderators. They can call anybody who's listening in the room up to the stage, the virtual stage, to participate in the conversation. But it's very much a digital proscenium. So there's the people in, in the front of the room and then everybody else is listening in. And then you know who people are because they create sometimes very elaborate uh, biographies. You can follow people. You can schedule shows. Um, just like being a Twitch moderator, a Twitch, a Twitch performer is a very different personality than being a YouTube influencer. The things that work on YouTube don't work in Twitch, and you certainly can't do them for six or eight or 10 hours a day. So in that regard, this is a new medium with a new class of influencers who are very excited about the fact that it's still a green field and they're busy homesteading their followings in that green field. Yep. Um, when I first joined Clubhouse, what it really just reminded me of was being at like a, an in-industry conference or summit where I could go into any panel discussion without having to like look for a seat or, or uh, you, know, you know, wait till the end for Q&A. Um, and it, it is just such an amazing sort of experience. And I think to your point um, around its own class of, of influencers or creators, uh, one of the things that I personally look for uh, kind of determining the success of a new platform is, does it have a unique format? And then it's sort of like, well, is there a new ecosystem of creators? Meaning, you know, is it dependent on on getting creators who are creating another format to come and join and do something similar? Or are there people that, you know, had had zero sort of influence or, or zero audience prior and were able to just build organically in the, on that platform. And so, and that's something I saw with TikTok and one of the early signals uh, indicating its success with Snapchat, um, you know, conversely, uh, Snapchat stories when it first came out was really relying on Twitter and Instagram to drive influencers onto that platform. I, I think early on Snapchat really made a decision that it wasn't going to be too influencer friendly, which um, they've course corrected with Spotlight in a very aggressive way. But, but I think that was very sort of a very interesting tell. And I think one of the things you touched upon um, really echoes what Clubhouse founder uh, Bruce Davidson mentioned, which was something around, uh, you know, it being a platform uh, to bring people together around domain expertise. And I think that's what really makes that platform unique. And I want to kind of transition now to talking about how these new creators on Clubhouse uh, will monetize and... Uh, one of the quotes that you, you know, you had that I love is uh, when you said you could tell when a hot new social platform hits a certain level, it starts to worry how its creators will make money. Can you talk a little bit about Clubhouse, that dilemma it's facing and the different ways, uh, you know, they're going to be looking to have and help creators make money? Uh you know, it's useful to start with, uh, you mentioned Snap, and I think that's a really good one to contrast with. I'm, I live down the street from Snap's headquarters in Santa Monica, about a block away. And uh, they're on a run now. They're at about triple where they were when they went public. Was it three years ago, three and a half years ago, their share prices. But they were 
um, in the nine months or so after they first debuted, they were down to about eight bucks a share and they're around 64 bucks a share now. And they were in danger of running out of money. That was the, the word on the street at that point. And you're right that they really disdained having uh, influencers. They really made it difficult for influencers to do anything. It was all about, oh, we're a camera company. We're about these cool AR lenses and people use them to talk to their friends. And we really don't want to get, you know, Kim Kardashian going on Snapchat. Uh, we don't want to be beholden to them as the thing that drives our audience. It was a different approach. Um, as you said, stories came along as a um, really their version of TikTok, shocking that a company that had been copycatted so mercilessly by Facebook and Instagram would turn around and copycat anybody else. But that's the dog eat dog world of social media platforms these days. If you don't do everything everybody else does, however well you're set up to do it, um, you might lose that on some piece of your audience. So they're copying each other at ferocious speed. Anyway, uh, that was one approach. Didn't work out uh, well for them, but then they figured it out, let's do Spotlight. Let's pay a million dollars a day, which isn't bad for a company worth 20 billion or whatever they're worth these days. I don't know what their market cap's worth, uh, but they got a lot of money now and they're paying a million dollars a day to their influencers who are willing to come on and use that Spotlight function. That's been very successful for them. It's driven a lot of advertising for them and it's created an audience that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to create for people to see a set of folks who are native to that pop, that platform and who are engaging, um, or at least are creating content that's native to that platform. Clubhouse has some very big names. People like Oprah Winfrey have gone on there. And obviously that pulls some attention in. I mean, Elon Musk was the recent um, big uh, appearance a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, that room maxed out at 5,000. And then there were a bunch of side rooms of people who wanted to be in there and who were getting reports back about what he was saying. So these new people are coming along, they're creating these rooms, creating these experiences, but they're not making money directly yet. And the way they are making money though, are things like uh, Leah Lamar, who is a comedian in Los Angeles and had gotten on pretty early. She's got, I don't know, 12, 13,000 followers, something like that. She got on pretty early and house rooms a lot and she uh put together a comedy night on uh in mid-january and they passed the hat basically they had 1500 1300 people show up had a bunch of comedians get up and talk pass the hat raise enough money to pay each of the comedians 40 to 400 bucks a piece based on how long they talked and all that that's pretty good for not having to get out of your uh sweatpants and t-shirt um, and so she went and did another one and she said, the next one, we're not going to have to pass the hat because we've got sponsors. If you didn't get 1300 people in a room or 400, 500, 2000, any of those, but you can get those people in a the room, there's going to be a sponsor that's going to be interested in, particularly if you can create some sort of, uh, sense of who those audience members are and what they do. And you can actually get them engaged and motivated, uh, beyond the the 30 minutes or the hour, whatever that the room's available. So that's one way to do it. Uh, what's going to come is probably stuff that looks a lot more like what Twitch does. So that's subscriptions for individual performers. That's uh, being able to, um, you know, digital currencies like the bits that you have in Twitch uh, that you can, you can put toward either 
virtual goods or to support somebody or a good speaker or something like that. I think you'll see things like that as they go along. They they mentioned a few things. Those were two of them. Uh, I think you'll see some of that kind of unusual stuff. And possibly at some point you'll see a more substantial advertising component because that's worked in radio for 110 years. It'll probably work in this business too. I agree fully. I think I think Twitch um, is you know really a good analog to look at for trying to figure out what does monetization look like. David, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks so much for sharing your insight and and as always, it's a pleasure to connect and and spend time just talking through. And I'll make sure not to send you uh, my address. So you can <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thanks. Obviously, at Open Influence. Uh, We spent a lot of time on social media, and over the years, I've seen so many platforms come and go. And almost all the time, when you see a new platform, uh, you know, the chances are it's going to fail. And once in a while, though, we see a new platform that has a really good chance of success. And you just know right away that that platform is going to take off. And so at first, uh, I saw that with Instagram, then with Snapchat, and recently it was TikTok, and now it's Clubhouse. It's really an amazing platform, and it has all those positive signs that are saying this thing's gonna blow up and become big. And with any new platform, what's really key at the end of the day is creative. It's all about the content, it's all about the creators you empower to to develop content and share on that platform. And so who better to talk to than our very own Sierra Moore, our creative director here at Open Influence. Sierra, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Eric. I'm super excited to be here talking about Clubhouse. Um, super exciting new app. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's dive in. Um, you know, you see a lot of the different requests from brands coming in. You get a good sense of the trends happening. Can you share a little bit about what you're seeing with Clubhouse as it applies to influencer marketing and creative? Yeah, well, first off, it's definitely a very different platform from all the other platforms that we generally activate on. I see this being a really big opportunity for brands to use creators on Clubhouse as thought leaders who work in partnership with them to help tell the brand story and kind of curate conversations that tap into a brand's audience. And I've already on Clubhouse been hearing people talk about brands trying to start their own clubs and rooms. And I could see them definitely once they have that established, inviting Clubhouse creators on as guests to host their rooms and help drive participation and following um, on their own brand profiles on Clubhouse. And then I can also definitely see brands partnering with creators who have their own large following on Clubhouse to kind of host a room that is sponsored by the brand. For example, if Open Table were to partner with an influencer that has a club that's all about food, then maybe they'll host a specific room that's all about the best local restaurants that you can find on Open Table and then kind of open a conversation about their favorite dishes from each restaurant. Um, it can be kind of as high level or niche as a brand wants. Um, there's also lots of opportunity for things like nonprofit. Um, People have been using Clubhouse to host live fundraisers to raise money for good causes. So brands and nonprofits could um, use it in that way. It's also great for real-time masterclasses. There's a lot of experts sharing their knowledge and essentially 
teaching a masterclass just live in a room. Uh, there's even rooms with investors helping people create their personal pitches right there in real time. Um, there's also been entertainment such as stand-up comedy shows, live music streams, story time. Um, I've even come across dating rooms. Um, so I could definitely see a partnership with something like Bumble, creating a fun dating themed room for singles. Um, even giveaways, live giveaways could be um, a way that brands could use Clubhouse. It's really interesting, right? Because looking at it, it's really clear that um, Clubhouse could be a great uh, platform for B2B brands, right? Where you're you know, you're, it's centered around subject matter expertise or domain expertise. Um, but what you're bringing up is really interesting because it's almost like giving, there's a chance for brands to have their own voice and really give consumers a kind of behind the scene of the brand and get that sort of connection. And, and similarly with nonprofits, um, you know, with, with dating clubhouse forms, uh, it, it just really sounds like this domain expertise is carrying through where it, you know, it, it might not just only be ideal for B2B brands, but it sounds like um, there there might also be application for some consumer-facing brands, depending on the category. Yes, 100%. Social media is supposed to be about socializing and people connecting and not just consuming. So this is definitely a way for brands to really connect to their audience and um, kind of humanize brands. It's so interesting to see. Well, I, I love how you, you dove in and, and shared your experience. It's very clear that um, you're, you're definitely an avid user of Clubhouse um, and an active user of the platform. Um, so I'm really excited to see, um, you know, not only how the platform evolves, but how we as a team, um, you know, find new ways of leveraging the platform to help our clients. Um, but it sounds like there are a lot of very exciting creative ideas coming through the pipeline uh, from you and your team soon. So looking forward to that. For sure. And brands should not be afraid to jump in. Um, you know, five years ago when TikTok started, brands were kind of scared um, because it was something new and something not everyone quite understood. And now we're getting asked for TikTok specific um, requests. So I think this is a great opportunity for brands to jump in. Um, creators are eventually going to start getting paid through features like tipping, tickets, subscriptions, yep. even a creator grant program. Um, so it's best to get in now and kind of build that trust. Um, creators are probably charging a smaller fee currently. So, you know, kind of building those relationships with these clubhouse creators is super important for brands um, right now. Yep. And, and getting on early, like you highlighted, that's key, right? Um, yes. It, it's key for every platform. I, I remember when Instagram first started, when before TikTok, we had Musical.ly and when that was building up. Um, so, you know, it, there, there's definitely a huge benefit to being a, a first mover, early mover, on a new social platform. I, I guess before we wrap, any any other bits of advice or, or insights that you can share um, you know, with our listeners on the brand side? Um, yeah, so on the note of kind of adapting early into Clubhouse, um, it's something that can be easily cross-platform. So whether it's submitting questions via Twitter or Instagram story for creators to then discuss in their next room on Clubhouse, 
um, or just sharing through their story the next time that they'll be hosting their room on Clubhouse. It's um, it's all going to definitely connect. And so I, it's just the possibilities are endless. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, Sierra, thanks for, uh, for joining on today's episode. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, thanks for having me. So in conclusion, uh, go and download Clubhouse. As you've heard today, there's so many different ways to leverage the platform. Uh, there's so many new ways it's being developed, uh, whether you're just an individual, a marketer, a brand, uh, you know, whatever. Go download the Clubhouse and start listening, start sharing, and enjoy and take it from there. And stay tuned and we'll keep track of all the amazing ways this new platform is going to develop and evolve and shape our social ecosystem.